Big Schoolboy Nation. This episode, we'll be doing something very special. <gasps> something that has never been done anywhere. <laughs> Ever. Ooh. Oh my God. Tell me what is it? <laughs> we will be doing the first ever live commentary of a Nicolas Cage gay porn. What? What, what are those sounds of crickets? Oh, the crickets, yeah. Uh, you left us. Cool boys everywhere! Strap in and buckle up. It's time for... Next. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You get the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boys. <gasps> <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. All right, we're in. So this is uh, this is commentary as always, big guys. So we just dive in because we want to get this, get the people what they want. Fuck yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm on a lot of energy supplements and they're all wearing off right now. <laughs> Ooh, I I just pounded a whole bunch of coffee and I have a tall coffee right next to me, right now. Welcome, Cool Boy Nation, to a special installment of the Cool Boys Podcast, <gasps> where we are watching. The 2007's next. Okay. You don't know how to do <laughs> the 2007's next? <laughs> that was the biggest film that year. Um, the 2007 film next. I got a burp inside me that wants to get out. Just get it out, big guy. That's him jacking off. Stop jacking off. That doesn't. Oh, it does work. Cool boy nation. I guess if you jack off hard enough, it works. You can get that burp out. An adaptation of the Philip K. Dick novelette, The Golden Man. You know what they say. I've seen every possible ending. None of them are good for you. I'm Frank Cadillac Felk. Wow. And I'm Chris Johnson Ballard. Uh. So cool. And now, Felk reads the back of DVD covers. Tonight's author is 2007's Next. If you can see the future, you can save it. Yes! Academy Award registered trademark winner Nicolas Cage, Asterix, Julianne Moore, and Jessica Biel join forces to bring you the heart-pounding thriller that is... Next. <laughs> yes! Chris, hey, by the way, when you texted me today, you misspelled Chris Johnson because you put an H in there, but he <laughs> That's spelled right. the extra weird gay way of like Chris Angel, Chris C-R-I-S Johnson, Cage, earns his living in a seedy Las Vegas magic act, but his ability to see a few minutes into the future is authentic. That's oh. a lot more important than doing magic. Government agent Callie Ferris, Oscar, registered trademark, nominee <laughs> Moore, asterisk, asterisk, knows this and relentlessly recruits him to help thwart a terrorist group 
from detonating a nuclear bomb in the heart of Los Angeles. And because this movie wasn't filmed in the 90s, I'm guessing this terrorist group is not Islamic extremists because we don't do that anymore. Well, uh, wait, 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 wait. So, Felk, Felk, I just got to tell you because you have not seen this movie. You're right. Correct. You're, you're right. Will the reluctant hero join the desperate race against the clock by daring to see what is next? <gasps> Featuring non-stop action. Uh, I beg to differ. Explosive special effects. Uh, I beg to differ. And adrenaline-charged special features. What? Special features? <laughs> this is an exciting adventure. So the making of shit? Like, yes, this is the making of. <laughs> this is an exciting adventure you won't want to miss. Wait, are the special features the exciting adventure we don't want to miss? Is this a separate image that you've also put down here? That, yeah, this is a separate image. The bottom so yeah, this, the separate image below Felk is the asterisks. Uh, I don't know if you can really read them. But, uh, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's incredibly – did you add that in because I was saying the asterisks? Yes, that's correct. I went back and added them in. All right, well, well get ready for it, big boy, because now you did it. 2007, color, 96 minutes, US, PG-13, can, PG, www.paramount.com slash home entertainment. Wait, right, you don't have to read all that. I just really wanted the fucking asterisks. hard here. I just wanted the asterisks. Five the five five oh, Melrose God. Avenue, Hollywood, California nine zero zero three eight. Licensed for sale only in the U.S. and Canada. TM. Copyright two thousand seven by Paramount Pictures. All rights reserved. Yep. Best actor leaving the Las asterisks. Vegas. That's first asterisk. First actor. I can barely read it. It looks like part of the B. First asterisk. Best actor leaving Las Vegas nineteen ninety five. Uh, second asterisk best supporting actress the hours in 2002 oscar and academy awards of the registered trademark and service mark of the academy of motion pictures and sciences standard dvd players standard video and audio specifications and now there's a watermark over this uh require appearances (laughs) you just deleted it (laughs) control z this is control z work across google docs no it doesn't does not nope you can't get it you can't read that bullshit. I mean, I could just, I could just, I could, you think I can't crop it down? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's doing it, folks. I guess, I guess he's figured out how to open doors. How do you crop it? I oh, Phil hasn't figured out how to open doors. We might be saved. <laughs> the kids are fine in the kitchen. <laughs> no. Raptors are the smartest fucking creatures, like animals. They're, they're so intelligent. <laughs> doors will stop them. <laughs> yep. They were testing the fences for weaknesses. They won't get doors, though. No, they remember systematically. But doors? Fuck. All right. Are you ready to uh, do, do the... All right, I'll do the thing. Cool Boy Nation. Push wait, play. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't say, well, cool boys or any of that stuff. You just typed it in. No, I didn't just type it well, in. It was moving been... around because of all the cropping and resizing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You moved it around. Well, cool boys. I don't. And you're moving it now. Well, <laughs> cool boys. I don't... Like, Jesus Christ. Like... <laughs> It's, it's like you're, uh, you're Shane Holbert over here. I do not know that reference. It's fucking distracting. Hey, it's fucking distracting. Oh, right. Yes. Shane yes. Holbert was the DP of uh, a lot of yes. actually good movies. He's a good, he's, I mean, his movies look good, but apparently he likes to get in the actor's line of sight, which is fucking distracting. Hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. As is moving around text that a VO person is trying to record, read. You're a nice guy. You're a nice, nice guy. guy. You're a nice guy. 
You're a nice guy, but I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this on set. McGee, you got anything to say about this? And then you hear the, this limp voice. McGee, you got fucking something to say to this prick? Well, somebody should be fucking watching and keeping an eye on him. Fair enough. This is the second time that he doesn't give a fuck about what is going on in front of the camera. The, the fuck are you doing? Uh, da, 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 da. I'm fucking serious. No! Her. What don't you fucking understand? No! Give me your fucking answer! Oh, good for you! Kick your fucking ass! Uh, da, 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 da. I want you off the fucking suck, Frank. No, shut the fuck up, Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go and go fucking trash your lights. No! You're gonna fucking trash your lights! No! Kick your fucking ass! You know, shut up for a second, alright? No! Starting the movie now, Cool Boy Nation. Cool Boy Nation! Push play! Now! All right, we got the Paramount logo. This is a nice, nice quality we're watching here. Mm-hmm. That's right, Blu-ray. Blu-ray quality, that's right. Mm -hmm. I like the Paramount logo. Funny enough, um, this logo doesn't... I don't think it has, like, an official sound effect attached to it. No, yeah, I think it's silent. Because, I mean, they, they usually will change it up. Well, I movies like, have I'll... gone back and through and added, like audio to it i don't mean like transformers which do like crazy audio to it oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like movies have gone back for like through and like try to just do normal stars moving through the 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 sky mm. sound effects okay Ooh, we're finally getting actual audio right now we got a we got is this a camera it's saturn pictures or whatever okay so right? this lo films. so so two silent logos and then a logo with sound effects to it but look, notice how this one plays with the uh, time. You see it went so this is one of those fake production companies that's made just for one movie and then dissolves. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's true, but I know that they did buy this script and, like, and changed it. Julianne so, like, they were, they were involved in, in uh, modifying this quite a bit from the original script, which was more similar to the adaptation The Golden Man. These, are, these titles are very 70. It's like, a, it's like 7. That doesn't fit the the yeah. next that I know. This movie's a, is there a serial killer next? <gasps> Peter Falk's in this movie? Yeah, Columbo. Wow. He'll always be Grandpa reading me a story. Oh, yeah, Princess Bride? Yeah. Yeah. And now both those people are dead. Peter Falk's dead and, and Fred Savage died. Fred Savage just died? Fred Savage died this afternoon. Did you not fucking see that on the internet? No, I did not see that on the I'm internet. I'm fucking with these fun, I'm sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just rewatched uh, Once Upon a Time at Deadpool, and like I was like so happy with Fred Savage every second. He died. He died going fifty-five. Oh no, he freeway. did. No, he was doing blow off a hooker's tit. No, he's doing yeah, or, or off of off of the actress who played Winnie. <laughs> After Winnie, I seriously loved working. I thought working was amazing. I will miss Fred Savage. That's the movie. That's or that's the TV show that you remember Fred Savage from. Huh? Well, Wonder Years, of course. But I loved working as a kid. Okay. Directed by Lee Tamahori. I love Lee Tamahori. Who got arrested? Doing what? What did he do? Lee Tamahori, you don't know what he got arrested for? No, what did he get arrested for? Look it up on Wikipedia right now. Bullshit. No way. Okay, it's really important what's going on in the movie for a second, just so we know. Folks, you have to know this. So he just had a quick flashes of Jessica Biel. He's he waiting a, in a, a diner right now at a specific time for... Someone probably to show up, and that's all you're going to get. Now, I'm going to look up what Lee Tamahori has done recently. Nick Cage was uh, – and, and I think this movie was after the arrest, too. 
He didn't this do anything is 2007. Immor- he didn't do anything immoral. He didn't do anything like wrong. In fact, I, I would say it's the police who are assholes for fucking or, or you know near Holy fascists. Shit. It for was doing before this, this movie came out. Yeah. It was before this movie. Oh, Wait. oh! I have access to the same stock footage. I know what this reel is called. Of Vegas. You, oh, oh! You mean the uh, the VNR reel or whatever yeah. you got there of the, yeah, the yeah, aerials? Yeah, yeah. Every like the same Vegas reel, like with the Bellagio fucking fountain that everyone has at. Yep, yep. So wait, Lee Lee Tomahori, before this movie came out, on January 8th, 2006, dressed as a woman, was arrested in Los Angeles for allegedly offering an undercover police officer oral sex. He was convicted only of criminal trespass, having pleaded no contest in exchange for other charges being dropped. Wow. So he's, you know, he has tastes. I mean... It's fucked up that it wasn't like even soliciting prostitution, even though prostitution obviously should not be illegal in any capacity. Uh, when when stealing was consenting adults, the government should have no right to regulate and tax the fuck a, out of it too. A, you're, you're, it's hard for me to go yes to that as a, as a libertarian, but uh, certainly uh, prevent all the murders and rapes that happen because we've made prostitution illegal. But uh, he wasn't even soliciting prostitution. He was just offering a free blowjob, and someone arrested him for it. Yeah, that's what it looks like when I'm reading here, too, Felk. That's crazy. Wow. In no clue. I, and as far as I understand, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what uh, Brett Michaels, not Brett Michaels. Uh, so, so he was, like, in post-production or in production of this film during when this went, went down? This movie came out in 2007. Yeah, he made a... Uh, that uh, Saddam Hussein's son movie. Uh, yeah, the doubles, uh, the devil's double. That's good. The du- yeah, the, the he makes good movies. Honestly, like I like his movies. No, he's good. Oh, no, the, the the edge is fucking excellent. That's the a edge great, is great survival movie. That's his best movie by far. And I think that's Bart the Bear in it, right? Uh, sure. I think it is. I think it's Bart the Bear. Bart the Bear was in very few movies. Um, well, no, he was actually in a lot of shit. But he was in very few movies when we were growing up because, like, he was started to age out of Hollywood. He was huge, though, in The Bear. About Fremont Street! So, yeah. I, Fremont I, Street. Look, I, look, look behind I love him. Fremont look behind Street. him. See the officer walking behind him? Yeah. Okay. Notice that officer and then notice the other cops around this. I think this is a just a shot where they went and got Nick Cage walking out there with real people and they just put the security around him and then they just filmed it to make it cheaper instead of having to actually like rent the seat, the, 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 the Fremont Street scene. Look at that. See other officers. See him? And a couple of those people golden look nugget. like security around him. Yep, Golden Nugget. GN, baby. Where's the... I had to stay there for two weeks for something that we were once involved in. For work, for work, Felk from uh, Name Redacted. Yeah, stayed there with PJ or JP or BJ or whatever the fuck people are calling him. PJ, we actually do, we called them something different in the first episode, and we're remembering JP, but I think it was like CJ or something. And the first time we we made that acronym for him. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, PJ now. I think P- it's just been PJ ever since. PJ now. So he's kind of describing right now, Felk, his powers. I'm not sure if you're able to follow that, really, and what's going on. And that he's essentially – he's attracted to this one woman who – something. there's something about her, and he keeps seeing this one image, and he keeps thinking that he's seen further in the future than he ever has, and he doesn't know where, when it will be and when it will happen. But he can see two minutes into the future. That is what has been established. Yeah. Just two minutes into the future. Yeah. Which is enough to be a billionaire. Pretty much. As long as you like go to Vegas or something, but they do a good job here. You don't even security. know to go to Vegas. You go to, you you go to fucking any trading floor. I mean, like, 
the the it's not a joke. I mean, it's actual like footage. It's not just for, it's not just a trope in movies that like the 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 trading floor is just people shouting like buy sell buy sell like all that shit. Just like the Wait, gremlins that, that, pretend to do. I think <laughs> that's I too. think that's that that is a that is a trope now. I don't think that's real anymore. It's not real so much anymore because yeah, the internet kind of made that irrelevant. Nobody fucking yeah. needs to go to any fucking floors to do that shit. They still that I mean, I, I think it still exists. It's in the Dark Knight Rises for some reason. Although people aren't shouting as much. Oh shit, shit's happening. That's right. So you're having your first Chris Johnson moment, right? He saw that guy shoot people and run, and now he's gonna try and maybe to prevent it or run away. We don't know. Oh, he tries to prevent it. Casinos are like the hardest thing in the world to rob. I know. I love the beginning of Ocean's Eleven. When oh yeah, they do yeah. That. They, they, those are all I think real stories too. I think they are. I think you're right. Like you, you can rob a random ass bank a thousand times easier than you can ever rob any casino because. Uh, banks trust banks are FDIC insured or whatever whatever De Niro's telling everybody uh, when during the, the robbery scene where he's mm -hmm. like we're here for the bank's money not your money or whatever your money is insured by the federal government actually I think that's uh, Tom Reservoir Dogs Tom, no 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 uh, no Heat I think that's uh, Tom Sizemore saying that though yeah um, I I thought that was De Niro actually saying that. I think Reservoir Dogs Keitel says something along those lines too. Yeah, when I mean, he's, it's, when he's like yeah. prepping uh, uh, Tim Roth's character. Yeah. Mr. Orange. Trying to explain how he's not robbing people. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. That, it's 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 fairly true. I like uh, the way they did uh, the bank heist in Hell for High Water, or Hell or High Water. Excuse me. I haven't seen that. Is that isn't that a western? It's kind of it's like a modern day western. I love modern one. Uh, yeah, that's on my to watch list. It's one of the few movies on Netflix that I intend to currently watch. It has the same pacing as No Country. Yeah, No Country's, uh, you know, we talked about that last episode, but uh, it's a good modern-day Western. Not many modern-day Westerns. Way of the Gun's great. I mean, there's, there's rare modern-day Westerns, but I, I, do, I do like that subgenre. Desperado? Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's, technically a, that's technically in Mes Mexico, so I don't know if the setting makes it not a Western. Oh, no. Lots of modern-day, or a lot of Westerns, I think, took place in Mexico, right? Or yeah. like on the well, borders, I mean, at least. Classic westerns were all shot in Italy, pretending to be the West. So you know, whatever. Well, not all, but yeah, the spaghetti westerns were for sure. Yeah. yeah. And there were some great ones made. I mean, there's a lot of shit made too, but like there were some great ones made then. Once upon a time in the West, if I'm not mistaken, and I think there were a lot of those were shot in Spain, right? Yeah, they're I don't. Shot I don't. By, they were just shot by Italian filmmakers. Italian filmmakers in Spain with actors, sometimes speaking Italian and sometimes speaking Spanish, and sometimes speaking English. So they just dubbed over everything. Yep, yep. And that's why they did things like like had Clint Eastwood's character not speak <laughs> a lot of the time. It's just easier. Just act with your face. You don't have to act with uh, you know words you don't understand or act alongside people who you know don't understand you or you don't understand. I love this this sequence right here. Caught up in it, yeah. Use his powers to like actually get out of that casino. It was it was fairly well done. Um, I I I really enjoyed this movie, Felk. I'm I'm surprised you've never seen Next. There's there's two things about Next, and I feel like when the first one comes up, I'll just say I I don't like this point, and you won't really know why. And then we can get into it by the end of the movie, I guess. Um, and then I and then there's one other thing I really cannot stand about this movie. Um, other than that, I really like this movie a lot. I was really lucky to see this film. 
uh, before it was, it was a lot of continuity Peters. errors, though. Like, a Z4 was, he was right about a pass, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get a better look at the Z4, and then it just disappeared because it's a different car, because it's a different Well, takes. it's jumping across uh, Vegas fast because it has to cross lots of ground. And that's, look that's, at that's, that's not, that was, that was motion track not very well. They're not really Now near, watch this. Yeah, Vegas isn't really behind them. Now wow, it's terrible. Yeah, you, you can see the strip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the green screening, yeah. It's, it's not bad. green screening, it's motion track. Oh, wow, that's a, then a CGI train hits them. So these special effects here are not good. No, they're not good. That, th there's some there's green screening for sure in the um, inside the car. When they, when oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. That's green screen. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the uh, the outside of the car chases. You can oh. see that they, it was just darkness and their motion track. Yeah, that, all these shots. I mean, it's, it's, it's a key, probably a uh, probably a uh, luminance map. Watch him. Boom, see? Because he saw beforehand he has crashed. Uh, the, the train hit his car and it crashed. This time, gunned it a little faster, made it before the train. <laughs> Why wouldn't he just be gun gunning at full lock anyways? Why was he running? Well, because he's in he's in suburban streets. He can't just be. He's going already sixty in suburban streets. He he jumped to eighty to hundred. So he, why was he, he running though? What, what, what crime did he commit? I thought he stopped the robbery. So I think he foresaw that he was going to get busted for gambling and like you know cheating like at the tables, and so he decided to kind of you know maneuver out of that. He cashed out, and when cashing out, he came across the guy that was you know destined to kill the people inside the uh, casino. Um, this this guy turns out to be a criminal that's been doing this across Vegas. He's done it to other casinos, and. Him stopping him, but then holding the gun, the security at the casino wanted him, and he just bolted. Because he must have seen something in his head where it just didn't go well for him. And he was screwed. He was shot. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about the two-minute thing on online trading. Like, But I feel like you could, with a laptop, you could trade and make way more money than you would at a casino. And also, casinos are, like... The reason why you don't rob for a casino is because they have their own fucking private, semi-militarized police force, yep. who's always there. Banks can't do that because they don't because they have the insurance. They just let get robbed and get their money back. You mean uh, casinos but, on the strip, though, like big casinos, not necessarily some of those really tiny ones, like way off the strip and stuff. Those no, those just guy have a have a guy named you know Doug who fucking wears leather and just beats people up when they win. And he much. knows how to hunt you down. Yeah, he'll find you. There's Peter yeah. Falk. Yeah, there's Columbo. Oh, we got abs. We got abs. Real abs too, Falk. That is a real cage bod right I there. Don't, well, this is. I mean, Ghost Rider was right after this, or right. Uh, this. Ghost Rider was not long uh, after this, or just before this, but um. Not Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, well, Vengeance yeah or whatever. he doesn't. He doesn't look like that in Ghost Rider. He looks fucking gigantic and ripped and perfect in Ghost Rider because they're fake abs. Yeah, Ghost Rider was 2007, and this was 2007, so it's the same year. So the FBI is onto him. Yeah. So that's like what the book is about. So it's essentially in the book, there's like a government agency that's tasked with finding mutants and whatnot. And one of them, you know, the golden man is somebody that can see a little bit in the future. He's like a feral human being. And they get him and his skin's also gold and whatnot. And then they, they capture him and he turns out he has like, you know, you know, uh, 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 like the ability to also like uh, make you sexually attracted to him with all of his lion mane fur on him or whatever the fuck. And, and in the process, you know, convinces them to like you know release them and i think he like fucks like one of the guards or something okay so in, in other words this movie should not be say say based on the story by philip k dick 
<laughs> you, you just described a completely different movie with the slightest similarities. Yeah, but it's, uh, the Golden Man's about like essentially mutants, like plural, and and well, the whole feral part <laughs> is a pretty because yeah. I, I mean, unless I'm missing something, Nick Cage is uh, not super feral so far, and a magician. Yeah, so I think like the first like draft of this script was something along the lines of like they went with more of like an authoritarian view of uh you know like of, of government, and uh, I think it was the it was Homeland Security. Yeah, that's all Philip K. Dick's, I mean, writing, too. And, uh, yeah, of course. But, like, when uh, Saturn bought the script, they were like, nah, 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 nah. You can make him, like, an outcast, but he can't be, like, you know, like some kind of mutant being chased by the government. And so they, that's when they were like, well, we'll just make him, like, a magician. That's pretty close to the Superman hair. It's 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 a beautiful, beautiful not wig it's it's real hair i have no idea that's not real uh, no that's a wig that's definitely a wig nah. that's definitely he, a wig. he dyed his hair um jet black when i saw him the second time in my life nick cage that is and it was his real hair i'm pretty sure then uh but it was dyed jet black and he had a jet black like beard it was and I, and I never saw a movie with that hair so i never really knew what he i've never seen that. nick cage in, in person that would be pretty cool I've seen him twice in person, and uh, I've talked to him once, and, and he's, he's you know, whatever. He was sweating a lot the first time I talked to him. and didn't seem interested at all. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, like, I, I definitely think that, like, you know, he has real hair. He just puts on these crazy wigs. It's not like Travolta, where Travolta doesn't have hair, and he wears the wigs to hide his hair or lack of hair, and now he just recently came out and was like, yeah, I'm bald. But, like, Nick Cage, I don't think he's bald. I mean, he might have, like, thin hair and – might be, you know, have like a receding hairline, but I don't think he's bald. Unless he's always wearing a wig. Maybe I've always seen him in a wig too, and I didn't realize it. Peter Falk died. And what Peter? Yeah, Peter Falk did die. Did you see? Um, <laughs> it was like a week or so ago. <laughs> yeah, no one gives a shit. <laughs> did you see like a week or so ago the video that was released? It was like uh, someone found of Nick Cage in like a movie, and it does a cameo. It's like from the eighties. Huh. Like, 88, 89, he has, like, a crazy nose uh, mold on, but he's got this fucking weird-ass wig, too. Even back then, in the 80s, he had he was doing the wig thing. And, like, he does this weird laugh and this weird voice. It's this movie called, um, what was it called, Never Tuesdays? Or, <laughs> what, what the fuck was this movie? I have to look it up. What was this movie called? I, how the fuck would I know? I have, this is my first hearing of there's a Nick Cage cameo. Never on Tuesday. Never on Tuesday. Yeah. Never on Tuesday. You know about that? It was a shitty movie that no one saw, right? It's just no. some uh, someone made it popular on on Twitter, and then it just blew up like recently. But uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking hilarious. It's like this whole random character. He shows up out of nowhere. It's like this. Okay, it's a movie about like crossroads, and like this car uh, this car accident occurs, and these characters are waiting for someone to help them. You know, get a tow truck or take them into town. But they keep coming across like you know the weirdest fucking people ever. You know, eccentrics of some sort. And that's that's the whole you know movie is them dealing with people that they don't want to be taken in town by. How you doing? Is anybody hurt? No, everybody's fine. Did I get somebody a lift? No, man, that's all right. Uh, got everything under control. <laughs> Great movie, apparently. No one's ever seen it, but Nick Cage had a fucking weird ass cameo in it. I like Nick Cage, though. I'm a big fan of his. I think our sixth episode was, uh, yeah, episode six was Caged Up. Ah, oh, we so, got to cage that quickly, huh? 
Yeah, six episodes in, we were doing Cage. We loved him. I, I honestly could not tell you what my, my top five Cage films were. Uh, the Rock is definitely up there for me, no yeah, question. I, I think The Rock was probably either my number, I think my number one, honestly. I'm not sure. Facts. Cool boy facts. That's a cool fact. Or actually, not even facts, because those are just opinions. So, cool boy memories. Um, I like The Rock. Uh, it's up there. It's definitely one of my top five. I'd say Raising Arizona is in my top five. I would say Adaptation is in my top five. I hate Adaptation. I love Adaptation. Um, I would say, uh, honestly, Lord of War was really good. I could say that's right. in my top five. Um, knowing, maybe Knowing, I don't know. Knowing I liked a lot, too, honestly. I don't know. I love Knowing. I think Knowing's a really underrated movie because Nicolas Cage was in it. If they, if they had cast a, an actor who was taken completely seriously, that movie would be regarded very differently. I'll say this. I'll get rid of Lord of War. I'll put Knowing in my top five, and then my number my fifth spot I would put in there is Joe. I have not seen Mandy yet. I really badly want to see Mandy. Um, Mandy fucking rocks. That is actually I, – I, I just blanked on Mandy. Mandy is actually one of my favorite movies of, I think, 2018, whenever it came oh, out. Oh, really? I had Mandy, and then I, I, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I've been bugging my wife forever. It's and... not a wife movie. Oh, uh, no, no. A... She, she, trust me. My wife will watch, like, horrible, okay, amazing, she will. graphic, violent, gory, you know, uh, horror <laughs> movies. Um, Mom and Dad, she did not like. I liked Mom and Dad. I'm excited to see Mandy. And Joe, Mom and Dad? I don't know what that is. Mom and Dad was one of – you remember those uh, guys that did a crank? Yeah. Of course. Okay, Neville so Dean like and Taylor? Two, right, yeah. So they separated, and one of them did Mom and Dad. I can't remember which one. I think it was Taylor I want to go with. I want to say it was Taylor, Brian Taylor out of the two. Um, but I would definitely say that uh, Joe blew me away. And that's uh, David Gordon Green, I think. And, and okay. Joe is really, really fucking good. What can you tell us about Chris Johnson? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, so the security guard at the uh, Vegas casino just got shot by looks like some white terrorists starring German actors. Yeah. Um, so what are you getting now? What are you getting right now, Felk, though? What is this? What is this? Next. No, what's happening in next? <laughs> He's drinking a nice looking martini at Frank's. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? It might be that moment where he's finally going to see the girl in real life that he's been having visions of for years, possibly. This is uh, not Frank's. I forget what this place is called. It's all in Wilshire. This is supposed to be Vegas. Well, no. <laughs> I, I know. I know the, this location. Uh, it's every every fucking diner. It hasn't been open as a diner in forever. It's just a filming location. It's on Wilshire. Is this where they filmed Pulp Fiction? No, that's in Santa Monica, but looks very similar. Okay. <gasps> Who is it, Felk? This place is in uh, Heat, though. It's Jessica Biel! The most perfect woman ever, and he's finally seen her. Okay, look at him. Look how tiny of a space this is. She's walking right past him. Look at him staring at her so awkwardly. Dude, she I do that notice. every day. She doesn't even notice, and he's the only person in this row of seats for, like, six to seven seats on each side are empty. You would not not notice this person walking by them staring at you. That's weird he does that. He's so – okay, this is one of those perfect examples He's, like, of a 30 years old than Jessica Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a perfect example of one of those young hot starlets, right, at the time, 2007. 
And then, like, a 50-year-old man, like, you know, needing to be, like, paired up with her. So he feels young. You know, another movie that this location's used in is Triple X. This director did Triple X State of the Union. Yeah, and this this diner is where uh, Vin Diesel wakes up and gets shot by a dart by Samuel L. Jackson again. But uh, but Triple X State of the Union was Ice Cube. Triple X State of the Union is uh, not great. That it's is a than movie. Triple X. That is a movie. Ice Cube, I'm sure. Like they did not build that movie around him. I I, I have to imagine they're like two. Like who's available in seven days, or we Ice. have to like eat like six million in budget in, in Ice locations. Cube, man. He's always I, there. We got Ice Cube. So what's going on in this scene is he's trying out all these different pickup lines until he gets the one that works. Is that problematic today? Yes. Using superna- any supernatural powers in order to fuck a woman is super- is, is uh, borderline. <laughs> well, he's not trying to fuck her. He just has her in his visions, and he doesn't understand why. And so he's attracted to her, and he's like he's just trying to like talk to her to figure out what's going on. Why is, why is this well, person so important to him? According to, I think, AV Club. Maybe it was AV Club. Uh, Groundhog. Or not Groundhog. Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Groundhog now, Day. Now, now, Groundhog Day. Groundhog. Is it Groundhog Day? Christopher Reeves. Wait, no. No, it's Christopher Reeve. It's Groundhog oh, Day. Oh, okay. Groundhog Day. Yes, okay. <laughs> Even I don't get some of these references. Um, yeah, Groundhog Day is problematic because B- B- Bill Murray uses the fact that he can gain knowledge through you know a supernatural occurrence to fuck at least two women, maybe three. I think it's three. Yeah, I think it's. We've right? count Andy McDowell. Yeah, uh, so you know he may have fucked a couple of those old women too. For all we know, we don't know how many women he fucked. Uh, he's supposed to be in there for ten thousand years, according to Harold Ramis. I think so. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I miss Harold. Oh, I heard he died too recently. Not very recently. <laughs> I heard he died on the five, going ninety-five while doing blow off Bill Murray's dick. While Paul Fag destroyed his legacy. <laughs> While Paul Walker crashes Porsche next to them. And Steve McQueen and James Dean. I, I've driven down that road, actually. Uh... You see this, Felk? He's fighting him without having to fight him. But as soon as he blocks one punch and then pinches the dude's nose, watch what, Jessica, she's not going to be into this. Oh, look at all that change fall out. But she's like, oh, guess what? I don't need you to pay for my meal with all that change that came out. Why of is he nose. attacking a, a man? No, that man is attacking Chris Johnson because he came in to say, save her, essentially, and say, like, hey, I think, you know, having another bad day. Now, this time he realizes that fighting back didn't get him, to, you know, to have Jessica Biel pay attention to him. So this time he's going to just take the punch. And now she's going to, of course, be upset with her ex-boyfriend. And then she's going to want to, you know, cradle and, you know, and take care of Chris Johnson. And he's got his in. This is like the power of like a really shitty like D tier or X Men character. Yeah, oh, the two minutes in the future character. Yeah, can you Some, imagine someone who's in like a, a late issue of like X Force? Like yeah, like Sightseer. I can see thirty seconds into the future. Oh my god! Like uh, yeah, D list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you seen any of the? There's boys like an X Men character. There's like an X Men character who can just like speak languages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there really? Yeah, it's like his power is that he can like, instantly learn any language, and it's like. 
Oh, yeah, you're not great. you're not going to be very helpful in the fucking giant battle we're about to have with Magneto. They're not. That's that character was designed simply for exposition dumps. That's sure. it. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> That's all that need. Um, so Felk, I was going to ask you something. I can't totally draw. <laughs> like, never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Well, last week, or not last week, two weeks ago, uh, we watched uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. And I that was my suggestion because. I, I thought I, I would, you know, educate you about uh, some elements of kink that you were unaware of, and, and I've referenced it more than once to try to explain things to you, and you guys, are the, you, <laughs> there's no you guys anymore, it's just you now, um, had never, you know, seen it and didn't have any point of reference, so I was like, all right, we'll watch it together, and that way I'll be able to explain some new things, uh, and actually put new visuals to things I've been trying to illustrate. Um one aside note is that I accidentally fucked up and said masochist when I meant sadist to describe Christian Grey. I did it like five times in a row. I meant he was a sadist, not a dom. Nobody gets not a, a masochist. Here. Nobody. And, and more importantly, uh, but, but more importantly, that the point of of that was to you know kind of educate you on some things and, and give you some visuals and all. Right. What am I doing here with next? Why are you making me watch next? What am I to learn here? Because I saw next. Before it was released in theaters, as we've pointed out a few episodes ago, um, I got to see a bunch of movies before they were released in theaters through so many different means. And uh, none of them illegal, all just because of the industry we work in. Yeah. And and I saw Next, and I haven't seen Next since I saw it pre-release in theaters. Okay. I don't even know if the version I'm watching right now is the version I saw before it was released. The version might be terrible. Yeah. Um, So far, it matches up perfectly. There's nothing off at all. And if it, if it all goes swimmingly uh, around the 50, you know, actually it's probably about 44 minute mark or so, uh, 45 minute mark, there, there's something that's just uh, very tragic for me in this movie. But other than that, it's all good. Okay. Um, well, spoilers. Spoilers, and we're, we're approaching it right now. And I can't spoil why I hate it until the end. Oh, I hate that. I can't believe you've never seen this movie. We're not even a third of the way through this movie. It feels like it's been watching it forever. It can't even do fucking car driving right. Like, that that, that rear projection or fucking green screen or whatever it was was not, was like Seinfeld quality. So they do that throughout the whole movie. What? They do that the whole movie. Like, even when the cars are parked. Yeah, and they have conversations in the parked car. It's it's literally green screens behind them. And, and we're back at this goddamn diner, by the way. Like this diner has gotten like seven minutes, eight it's minutes. A, it's, it's the FBI. Well, first of all, the diner is important because it's imperative that you remember that this is where his vision began of of this girl that he's now connected with. Finally, Jessica Biel's character. But um, it's the FBI's following him, right? So we've seen all these scenes where. The FBI is trying to follow him. They've connected with him in the future and his one of his visions, and then he decided to ditch out on them instead, mm. instead of speaking to them in front of Columbo. And uh, you know now they're constantly following him. They're, this is a chase. You know they're they're looking for him. And it's actually fairly well handled. Like the dialogue's pretty good. I don't know if it's accurate necessarily to anything that's like you know standard operating procedure for the FBI, but it sounds good. The character seems smart, and they're not doing dumb shit. Like they are they're doing a good job of following him. It's just the fact that he has that two-minute heads up that is, keeps him eluding, you know, the FBI in this movie. And now they're talking about how they just found the uh, security guard, the head of security at the uh, casino, dead. You don't need to ex- explain the plot of Next to me. I, I think I followed all that. I was just noting the fact that they uh, were using one location that they booked for a couple of days. This looks is probably stock footage. 
of, of a ship here. I'm just, this movie looks TV expensive, is my point, uh, about the diner. Um, I, honestly, you're, you're kind of right. And I got to say, that's because this is a movie that's over 12 years old and when it was shot over 12 years ago. And, um, this actor's been looking... in something. I don't know what it was. Say that again? That actor seems familiar to me. That's Thomas uh, Cretchenson or whatever. He's in, like, King Kong. He's in a bunch of shit. He's in, he's in Das Boot or something, I think, as well. No, he's not in Das Boot. He was in U571. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he, he's... Yeah, okay. I'm recognizing um, him for things. But what, what that means, really, is what I was trying to say is that, like, this really speaks volumes of today's television again. Like, I mean, today's TV is stepped up to, like, you know, Audie's level filmmaking. That's pretty impressive still about what television's been able to, you know, accomplish these last... What, uh, five years, really? Yeah, but it doesn't speak well for Next, that Next is, like, the bare minimum that they needed to... Like, this represents what TV needed to achieve. And honestly, no. I mean, like, Lost was, what, 03? Like, TV had built... Had, had, had beaten Next in terms of uh, locations and camera no work. No way. No. Well Lost that was JJ! Not... That's yeah, JJ! Yeah, but Lost did not... I mean, Lost was either shot on location or looked like, or looked like it was on a green screen, too. You know what the worst green screen of any television show I ever saw, speaking of just kind of like that era? It was The Office, and it's when they went to the landfill and they, they green screened the landfill. They should have scrapped that episode. They, they should have scrapped that episode. Yeah. That was like an eight-minute part. I, when I rewatch Office, is this, is this something to throw on? I, I love to skip doing that. that fucking episode because it's just like this episode hurts to be so bad to see that terrible work. It just breaks all of the fantasy. It's all yeah. gone. It, it, the sh because the show, the documentary style of the show, is so broken by that sequence that it hurts the entire episode and and, and, and damages the show in some degrees. After that episode, I started actually thinking like, wait, where the fuck is the camera? This shot's from outside the car. They mounted a like, so there's there's parts where like they doesn't they make break, any sense. They break the illusion too much, and it's just yeah. like th that that episode is the is the key. Yeah, I hate that episode. So one of the things you just saw, Felk, um, we were introduced. You don't to the have terrorists. to explain the plot of no, next no, no, to no. Me. But I want to point this out to you. So we were just introduced to the terrorists, right? Yeah. Right, and of course, what, what color were they all? They were all white. And they're all different nationalities too: British accents, German accents, and whatnot. But something interesting I know, want to point out. Uh, did you notice that one of the terrorists was looking at like a nudie mag? No. You don't get that anymore. That. That's gone. I'm so I was surprised, honestly, right now seeing this back in 2007 that they put a nudie mag into a PG-13 film for terrorists. Like you didn't see any boobies. This looks like, like they're on location. This is yeah. This is a Grand Canyon or whatever. Look, he's sweating big time. No, oh my god. Not. Um, yeah, she's a teacher for like you know a bunch of like uh, Native American re uh, reservations. Jessica you know? Biel Yeah. So All she right. goes around a different reservation. So she's. That's why she drove him this far because he said he needed to go this distance, the same direction as her, and she was going towards Flagstaff for these people. You have to explain um, the plot of next the entire. Don't explain the plot I'm of next not, the entire. I'm not trying. Well, you, oh, you don't know. You don't. You didn't know that, did you? I mean, I no. But well, the key thing is whether or not I knew it. it. The key thing is whether or not I needed to know it or wanted to know it. You should for it. these scenes. Otherwise, you're just gonna care. be like, "What's this scene? What's this?" I scene? don't care. No, I'm not. I'm, this. I, I, this tighter gets too to much say attention. That are unrelated to next, and I want to get them out, but I can't because you're keep talking about what's about happening the, in next. Uh, yeah, that's that, that, next. That, this that's is how movie commentaries. People don't, people don't do listen to movie commentaries to have the movie they're watching described. Since since we're no longer well, 
for the foreseeable future, no longer watching gay porn, doing commentaries on gay porn, and then cutting the commentaries down so they don't actually function as commentary tracks, because no one's going to find gay Racula and sync up an obscure podcast. You're missing out. You're fucking missing out, Cool Boy Nation. You should sync up with gay Racula for <laughs> it, sure. It'll lose sync about, like, 20 seconds in. It, uh, but one of my favorite things about that episode, too, is, like, one of our most watched episodes ever. Oh, because it's great. We'll listen to, because it's... Because it's, uh, I, oh, I don't really want to think about why it's our most listened to episode, <laughs> but it is. It's one it's scene. Or one of. Um, yeah, no. It's one but, scene in which we all But now that we're doing it. feature films, we're going to try and actually, like, create legitimate commentary tracks. And commentary tracks don't need to describe what's happening in next. This is a next super fan who's I'm watching I'm describing this. it not to the audience. I'm describing it to you because I'm clearly you don't know. So that's why I'm helping you along because we're missing things while talking over it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously, I don't hopefully, to, I don't anyone watching this I can, knows. I can find visual storytelling. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing ever about watching a commentary or a movie or doing a commentary was with Noli when he would be like, this movie's horrible. I can't follow it. Meanwhile, we're talking over 98% of the movie. It's like, of course, we're not going to be able to follow a movie. When did Nolan over say 98%. that? Noli would say that about most movies. Oh, my God. Only, every movie we watched, he would end going, I don't know what's going on. We only watched three movies. Baywatch, Bay Hawaiian Wedding, he didn't know what was going on. Yes. Fair Game, he knew what was going on because he'd, he'd seen, seen it before. before. Baby, The Secret of the Lost Legend, he didn't know what was going on because he had never seen it before and he was talking over the whole thing. And then, yeah, all the pornos. But I seem to somehow be able to grasp it. He followed the plot of the portos very well. All right, we're back on Julianne, and I have a question to ask, which is, is Julianne Moore the Academy Award-winning actress of all the Academy Award-winning actresses who has shown her pussy the most? Hmm. She's not, a, she's not hot. I think that's probably... She's shown her pussy to... a lot. Um, have you seen the movie she did with uh, Amanda Seyfried? I think it's called Chloe. Chloe. She's a lesbian scene with Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how to say her name? Seyfried? I don't know how to say her name. I don't know how to say it either. I've been saying Seyfried my entire life. I think I say Seyfried or something like that. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Um, I she don't, was a mean girl. I don't... I did not see the movie. I have seen that scene. Okay, that's all you really have to see in the movie. Yeah. The rest of the movie. I mean, it's not a terrible movie, but yeah, you, you kind of want to fucking see Amanda. So, Felk, what's going on right now in the movie is... I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're driving in the rain. <laughs> they're driving in the rain. And they're on the run. Yeah, and, and they clearly just have lights behind them being held by PAs. From, from we have to pretend that it's a car. William As Stryker. another PA hits them with a hose. William Stryker is after him. Wait, who? Liev Stryker? What, uh, uh, General Stryker. General Stryker? Oh, this is a Wolverine movie all of a sudden? Well, you, you described them as mutant hunters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's that's the golden man, right? Yeah, it's crazy. This movie is good. Um, I, I do like it. And we're getting some nice, you know, stupid development right now for his character that doesn't really make sense. And he's also then telling jokes about, like, you know, he's telling, what is it, the, what's the thing? He talks about fish in Denmark right now. I looked this shit up. Fish, I guess, apparently did fall, rain from the sky in Denmark. <laughs> oh, okay. It's talking about that right now in the movie. Yeah, f f that, that's a real thing. Um it happened like three times. It happened also like in Minnesota or something like that. Well, yeah, and frogs happen a lot too. I think they're called wind spouts or something like that, or, or, or uh, water spouts. Water, water spouts. spouts. Water spouts. Yeah, yeah you're right. And uh, frogs was in Magnolia. That was a whole thing too. Now, now, it, frogs would not rain down like that in Magnolia. In bullfrogs, huge bullfrogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 usually little frogs, but I mean that shit does happen. It still happens, and you know there's a reason. And, and of course, people thought God was doing it. But now we have a scientific explanation 
for what was really happening. And it's not big fish, right? It's like little fish, too. It's like minnows. Spoilers. Pretty much everything that happens in the Bible that's supernatural can now be explained by scientific phenomenon, yet some people still choose to believe in God. <laughs> One of my favorites was um, is, is the... The I, 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 it's not an explanation. It's the hypothesis of uh, what happened actually the Noah's Ark, not the Ark itself, but the forty days, forty nights. Well, it's flood. a Mesopotamian myth that, that's in like almost every religion. It's also in the but, Epic of Gilgamesh. But there also was a massive flood. That there was, yeah. There was a Mesopotamian the yeah, yeah. at yeah. that time, yeah. and they can easily attribute all of that type of shit. Like Six hundred BC, know, forty days, forty nights. Yeah, that's all. That was all a real flood that occurred and wiped out a bunch of areas around the Black Sea. And back then, yeah, if you're little town or, or village or, or whatever was around the Black Sea and got wiped out, that was civilization as far as you knew it. You didn't know about China. Yeah, yeah, you didn't exactly. know about, the, you know, about the, those dynasties going on. You didn't know about you know the Native Americans in, in North America. You of, course, just, of course, now we do. And we now, now we know do. that that flood did not cover the world and right. was not probably caused by God being angry with all the sinners. Right. And uh, yet there's still a fucking Noah's Ark museum <laughs> in uh, Florida. <laughs> Um, and a Russell Crowe movie. Well, that well, yeah, but that movie's Darren Aronofsky's, Darren Aronofsky's an atheist. Like the, the the whole point of that movie is like taking the Noah myth and making a weird fucking comic book movie, like a Lord of the Rings movie out of it. Basically. Well, yeah, because he made comic it a comic book. book first. Yeah, he he wrote the comic book first and then made the movie adapted from his comic book. But it's more. Oh wow, get some beal ass. About. Yes, so you're getting beal ass here, but you're also getting... Can't do this anymore. Scenes. Can't sexualize a female character in a movie anymore. Well, she also pulls her like her pants down a little bit to cover up the bottom cheek of her butt cheeks. And you would never do that if you were alone in the room. Like, I don't do that. I've My dick's hanging out of my boxers when I get up in the middle of the night and I'm alone in my room. I'm not oh, putting I, my I, dick no, away. I, 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 I keep it all sexy just because, just you know, you never know who's going to be over. You never know. Well, you do, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> So, um, but so no, Chris Johnson. No, no, no. no. You, are, you, are you debating what I'm saying, though? That you can't, movies just can't have that random shot of the girl's hot ass? Yeah, you know, can't. you're right. You they, can have a guy's Chris, ass. They, now. they say, Chris Hemsworth, take your shirt off. Take your yes. shirt off and show your abs. Yeah. Uh, Brie, put on more clothes, but a jumpsuit. Can't show yep. your ass. Get nope. your hair, make your hair really. Un- I totally, unpleasant. I totally get that. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm one that's proud of that option that's come across society now that we're gonna finally, you know, explore the male body again. It's like the '80s. We explored the male body in the '80s. No, I have no problem exploring the male body. Explore, explore, and exploit, and, and and visually show off the male body as much as you want. Women like to see it. Gay men like to see it. Maybe no one likes to see it. Um, but but I'm saying, don't take away the female uh, bodies. Keep them too. More of them. Yeah, well, I yeah, I guess I do agree. That's why I suck at so, yeah. so like Spartacus because it was porn. just like we're take a look at bodies. Yeah, Spartacus was great. It was just well, bodies. True Blood knew this too. Like True Blood did too. I, I don't care if you want to fucking give some sexualization for 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 the gays and for the ladies and add that. It, but it just keep the chicks too. Keep the chicks naked too. First six seasons of Game of Thrones, same thing. Yeah, I mean yeah. Game of Thrones Guys is more chicks. from the male viewer. I think they I would they don't say, show I would off. St- I would say six seasons of Game of Thrones was male and and female nudity fairly evenly, yeah. and then the last two seasons it just dropped off, you know, a, a good chunk of female nudity. Yeah, it did. Although it didn't really sexualize males either. I mean, you don't. They did early on. <laughs> you don't hire Jason Momoa and have him put on a shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. He should have done all his scenes in Justice League and Aquaman topless. He's in shirtless a bit, isn't he? He's shirtless, yeah, he's, and, but he should have done all the scenes, I'm saying. 
Yeah. Every scene. Oh, my God. So why – okay, this is a great scene right here, Felk. God so damn. Why the hell would she come out in a towel just like this, and then when he stares at her awkwardly, and she's just like, what? What girl just meets a guy, and after one night with him, he spent the night in the car. He's such a, he's such a chivalrous man. He spent the night in the car. She got the whole room to herself. And then just comes out in a towel like this. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Stop. Is there something here? Am I? She's naked and wet and in a towel. Come on. It's so weird. It's so weird she does that. I don't get that. It's like, it's like this is the part of the movie where they just stopped understanding how to write you a woman character. porn and go like, that girl just met that pizza delivery man in pool slash pool no, guy. Why is she fucking him? This is totally unrealistic. This is porn's different. Porn doesn't have a 43 minute like like prelude. Some do. You know, they don't have a prelude of 43 minutes. This movie is porn. Is, is well, Look, movies are fiction and they're fantasy and that often involves, you know, I mean, like, look, Jessica Biel's not fucking a Nicolas Cage in real life. They're about to fuck right now, though. Yeah, but in real life, she she's fucking a Timberlake, who's just who's. I mean, come on, I I don't, I don't know what Nicolas Cage is in 2007. Nick Cage, let's give him a six. Timberlake's a ten point fucking one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, so she, the she, the she the, the footage is real, but the uh, helicopter was CG. Yeah, the helicopter is super. And now the, the, okay. that, that's a green screen. Well, it's not even done well. Look, you can see fading on the shoulder. Look at the oh, shoulder. Oh, yes, yeah. They just feather it. Yeah, isn't that weird? They just feathered it. Here, you can just take the rest. Just take it all, sweetie. Just go. Make it quick. It'll be easy. That's a lot of <laughs> I you were talking to me for like two seconds there. What? What happened? I thought you were talking to me for two seconds there. For like a, for you're like my a, sweetie. Yeah. You're my sweetie. No, my wife just came in. She wanted the, some of the bottle of wine. Mm. See, look at that. They already found that there was a person across the street that had a, a line of sight target on her office with a gun oh, with wow. a dead person in the apartment. I mean, come on. That, that means the FBI is on it. Okay, Felk, notice the Dutch angle right now. Yeah. yeah I, tur okay. I turned my fucking head to get the proper view of Beale's uh, back skin. Felk, notice the Dutch angle. Felk, this Dutch angle is incredibly important. It's also my most hated point in this whole film. This one shot, the fact that the, the camera's a little tilted. So I can't get any further into that until we finish the movie. But unfortunately, Cool Way Nation, since you're watching this and you've probably seen next, you know exactly what I'm talking about and probably wishing I would elaborate right now. And I can't. I can't elaborate until the movie's over. Wow. Ballard unable to talk about something. I know, and it pisses me it off. It must hurt you so fucking bad. I have blue balls in my throat. Yeah. So, Felk, we are about halfway now. Yeah, How God. are you enjoying the film? The The plot has been just set, essentially set up up to this point, and we're about to kick it into overdrive. What was it? What was that the the, uh, the movie was saying that it had had a, a nonstop action? So the last 30 minutes of nonstop action where we've had no action at all. Um, have you at least enjoyed the movie so far? Not really. <laughs> Good. I'll say this. Uh, currently... Not counting gay porn, Fifty Shades of Grey is the be best movie we've watched. Nope, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's a uh, Baby Secret of the Lost Legend followed up with Fair Game. Yeah, you're sure. wrong about both of those things. And Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding that was way oh, better. Well, Fair, than Fair Game might be better than Fifty Shades. It definitely was interesting. And it had Sidney Crawford titty. And it was a nice time capsule. It was. It was '90s action. Yeah. 
All right, so Julian Moore just said, I'm FBI. So she's got it, right? She's like, oh, shit, there's some heavy-weighted stuff going on right now. So, Felk, what, Ju what Ju uh, Jessica Biel does with this information she's about to get is asinine. Absolutely asinine. So she just watches Chris Johnson, like, tackle a guy Sony the gun. Why are they on a Vio? Nobody uses Vios. They're over – they oh, who doesn't want a PC that costs as much no. as an Apple? Oh, Vio was huge back in 2007. Not, not, not in the PC market. The part, PC market was floundering. Their TV market was doing fine, but the PC market for Vio was doing tor was horrible. They, they just, they just completely axed it. And like, wait, when did Vio? Was it okay? So Vio was good in 2005. I remember there was a point where Vio came out and everyone was like Vio, and then people were like, oh, what's this editing software? Vegas. Yeah, but the reason why um, Vio was was popular it was like it was, i would say 2002 to 2006 or 7 this is probably on the tail end of the vio usability is yeah. or not or just popularity is because um pc enthusiasts finally the, had the build quality the of, of that max had gone for you see in this key job inside a car they could have shot they're not even moving i know they're, they're, they're well no it's just it's a parked car that's why but like no i was saying what why why like, why is it so bad they're not like just go there yeah, I don't know exactly why. Like, there's no need to put this into a green screen. Maybe reshoots. It just doesn't make sense. I think they just went for cheap shooting. They were like, we'll do all interiors at this date in L.A. in the back lot with green screens. We'll do all the interior oh, car scenes that day. Buicks. This is this is so 07. I know. Look at the weird vents next to the, the driver's side. Ugh. Yeah. This is still when, like, 90s aesthetic hadn't died out in cars. That has a Saturn behind her. Yeah, but look at the Buick behind the Saturn. That's that's my Buick baby. That's the Buick I learned to drive on Park Avenue. Must be a GM deal. All the cars have been GM, unless I'm mistaken. Well, it was Saturn Films, so they are gonna put as many Saturns as they can in there. Oh my God! Speaking of cars, one of my buddy's cars was able to be in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and uh, I I fucking was I I just went and saw the movie, and I saw his car twice in that movie, and it was fucking awesome. I was like blown away because he has a super old car from like the 60s so it made sense for it to be in the film plus so, he had a connection so I was about five minutes from the movie starting in a theater with Corey and I talked him out of it I was like you want to walk out wait and five minutes before the movie started so you're talking about like you're in the middle of trailers five minutes before the trailer starts okay uh, and I was just like do you really want to see this? Like, there's a there's a bar you wanted to check out that just opened nearby. I'm just like, I don't I don't want to see this movie in theaters. I really don't. I don't want. To, it was it was a crowded theater. Oh, it was hot. I think I texted this to you. Theater too hot. It's a Tarantino theme. Make the theater hot. Yeah, and Glorious Bastards was too hot. You you and I saw in Glorious Bastards. Felt got up like three times throughout Glorious Bastards because it was so fucking hot. We were also last row of the theater. Yeah, but also yeah, this is this is just a, a smaller theater with an air conditioner that can't match the current heat. And uh, I think we, uh, me and Corey, also saw uh, Django there, and it was also too hot in that theater because it was packed. Wow. Uh, Tarantino packs that theater. Oh, yeah, nice Beal tip jiggle. But yeah, so I walked out because I, I honestly, I was like, I don't want to spend two and a half hours in an uncomfortably hot theater surrounded by people. I want to be able to pause the movie when I got to piss, stop the movie whenever I, if I feel like it. You know, I, I, I'm going to wait. And then later I found out Leah Dunham's in the movie. Lena Dunham is in the movie. And I'm just like, yep. nope, don't see movies in theaters with Lena Dunham in them. Yeah, that's too bad. It's a good movie that to talk about for spoiler cast. I would have a lot of fun discussing it, mostly as a gateway into conversations about Tarantino. 
But um, I, I, I saw the film, and I don't really want to review it here. No, don't. But the one thing I do want to say real quick is I've always heard, you know, Tarantino's got a foot fetish that he doesn't know that he has, and audiences obviously get it, and he doesn't seem to get it. He knows. It. No, he simply – when people bring it up to him, he, he does not understand it. He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe he now knows. Yeah. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has the most – Foot shots in any yeah, Tarantino no, no. film I've ever seen. I was actually blown away. Like I was, I went there with a bunch of friends, and I, I was just like talking to him like during the movie. I, yeah, I'm sorry, but I was. And I'm like, what? Oh my god! Like the foot shots are out of control. You had like three or four shots of Margot Robbie's feet. You had a shot of some Manson girl's feet, like, and it was just, and and I think you saw some um, other feet, like maybe Leonardo DiCaprio's feet when he was like in a pool, but it was just like out of control and i i like literally i know like there's foot shots in his films i just never gave a shit like i get it uma thurman has her foot shots in kill bill volume one and and pulp fiction that are very obvious but outside of that it's never been that obvious maybe bridget fonda and jackie brown but other than that it's never been that obvious until all of a sudden like once upon a time in hollywood i was blown away i was literally blown away the case of jessica beale are inappropriately age difference way too inappropriately <laughs> aged so felt this seems really weird because they just fucked and like fell in love for the first time right and she's and drugging he's him way too touchy-feely she's he's he's all over her he's trying to kiss her inappropriately he's like he's like puppy dog love way too fast like he's he's hot and hot and 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 uh and uh and what do you call it not hot and breezy hot, hot and bothered jesus christ no he's not hot and bothered he's uh hot and heavy hot and heavy with her and she's not now she just got information that essentially he's a psycho and he's on the hot run from the breezy cops. <laughs> hot and breezy so she's she got information from the fbi that he's a psycho on the run from the fbi and the cops right Howard, how you doing today hot and breezy yeah and 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 so her first instinct was to not help the FBI or run away from this guy was to essentially spill the beans of the FBI are chasing him. Why is he drugging him? They're trying to drug him so he falls asleep because they can't get a two minute jump on him unless he's sleeping. Oh, Julianne Moore told her to. Yeah, yeah. They gave her they gave her drugs and everything to put in his orange juice, and they told him like you have to wait till he's out of the room for over two minutes before you put the orange juice or the the drug in his orange juice. <gasps> he's watching UFC. That's fucking UFC right there on the TV. Interesting. Wait. Hang on. When they go back to it, I want to see who it was. I can tell you that fight. I feel like Julianne Moore got cast as Coke, his shut love up. interest. I need you, to find you, out. You can't UFC hear thing. it. You wait, just look at the wait. visuals. I can tell you who it is. I know exactly who that is. Hang on one more time and I can confirm it. I'm pretty sure it's Forrest Gump versus Elvis Sinisek. Okay. It definitely is not Forrest Gump versus anyone. I mean, Forrest Griffin. Forrest Griffin. Sorry, Forrest Griffin. I think that was Forrest Griffin versus Elvis Sinisek because Forrest Griffin dyed his hair orange, had red shorts on that fight, and Elvis Sinisek had his hair bleached. After you Elvis said Forrest Sinisek, Gump and then said Elvis, I swore you were going to say Presley. And just like, okay, are you having a stroke? We have, well, we heard Elvis Presley earlier this movie. Um, so Elvis Sinisek is a stepping stone fighter. Wait, there it is in the background. Hang on. You're probably completely That is wrong. it! That's it! That's Elvis Sinisek versus Forrest Griffin! And there's the TKO at the end of it. So I I didn't work on that fight, but I was working for the UFC during that time, and uh, they were still in SD. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they were, and um, and uh, Forrest uh, Griffin wins that fight, but Elvis Sinisek is a stepping stone fighter, and what they would do is anybody that was fresh off the Ultimate Fighter, I uh, changed it to fucking waffles. <laughs> yeah, he changed it. They would uh, they, they would essentially um, oh, give him Elvis Sinisek to walk all over. So like Chuck Liddell walked all over him way before the Ultimate Fighter, and then the Ultimate Fighter Forrest Griffin got to walk all over him after he was in the UFC. But they gave him Michael Bisping, the winner of uh, season three of The Ultimate Fighter. They gave him to Elvis Sinisek. Bisping's supposed to just walk through this guy, Elvis. 
Elvis Sinistic almost knocks out Michael Bisping, and it's like all of a sudden it's this weird like, oh no, 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 this is not how it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be the other way. I mean, they can't obviously fix fights, but they 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 pick people who are likely to lose. He's predicting I, I what's imagine, on TV allegedly. before he changes to the channel. Like maybe yeah. he just read a TV guide. This is how he's proving it. No, he's reading the quotes. He's saying the lines. He's not just saying Doctor Strangelove is playing. He's saying the lines of dialogue that George C. Scott says in Doctor Strangelove before he changes the channel. So he's proving he's seeing the future that way. And this is 2007, so there was no, you know, iPhone accessing of, you know, the, the guy beforehand and knowing what was up. Like, no. you had a TV guy channel back then if you had cable. This doesn't even look like cable. I mean, with a transmitter or, uh, a, a, you know, a, just a local cable connection. and You could set that up. He did not. But no, but she's like even like, there's no way you could have set this up. Jessica Peel's not as smart as me. <laughs> No, and on top of that, she she was out of the uh, the hotel room for about three hours on a walk to town to talk to FBI and then a walk back. So he could have done a lot in three hours. <laughs> he could have put a VCR, attached it, put a, a tape in there, had it playing, and then just timed all his hits. Could have had her flip a coin. Yeah, or he could have done over a lot over. of other things. Yeah, this movie's yeah. not very good. This is a good movie. Oh, you just got to buy into it. You just got to buy into it, baby. Of course, I'm in the middle <laughs> Wait, of a, 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 huge, baby. a huge negative that I can't get into, of course, until later. What? I'm in a huge negative right now that I can't get into later, though. Okay. Well, I, guess we'll I don't want to ruin the movie for you. It's a problem. It's a problem here that you have not seen this one. This is Lonic Terrace being able to be depicted. Like 24 is like the la the swan song of that. Although uh, I, I hear... Uh, true I, Lies. Well, I, I I hear Jack Ryan does kind of, but it, yeah. it, it, with a twist to it. No. Is there a twist? No, no twist to it. The first series, the, the season one of Jack Ryan was awesome. Hmm. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, I'm surprised I, everybody I, got away with that. Maybe it's just because the source material is old enough, even though it's modern day, right? I think it's just because it's authentic enough. Well, it's real. I mean, let's, let's face facts. They exist. It, they, they do, do but no, no. I mean, like, the show was authentic enough. Like, the mm. show is authentic to its nature of, of CIA yeah, and the way the CIA is, so. is used. What? 20, 24 is less so. <laughs> yeah, 24 less so. Or or a lot of the Jack Ryan films are less so. Um, I, I, I have a lot of family in the military, and I, I don't want to go any further than that, but I've spoken with my uncles, and um, and they are blown away about Jack Ryan. Like, the way they the whole series was set up. I mean, of course it's it's fiction, and of course it's – you know, it's it's a uh, you know superficial version of the CIA and all that shit, but like there's some authenticity there. Best Jack Ryan three, but right, we both say it at the same time three, okay three, two, one. Harrison ben Ford. Affleck, Harrison Ford, of course. Patriot Games, Ben Affleck, it's the best. One. Patriot Games for me, I put above Clear and Present Danger. Um, it's for me, it's the R-rated uh, edge that Patriot Games has that Clear and Present doesn't have. Huh. I've never even seen the pine one, honestly. <laughs> oh, the pine one's good. Huh. That one's actually good. What's that called? Dark Conspiracy or something like that? The Shadow know. Shadow Recruit. The Shadow Recruit, yeah. Yeah, Jack Haven't Ryan Shadow it. Recruit. That who, one's good, too. Who's the handler? Who's who's the, the, the actor who's like... Kevin Costner. See, that's that's the problem. Costner. No, he's great in it. <laughs> and um and Kenneth Brennan, who also, I think, directs it, if I'm not mistaken, he's the villain. He's fantastic. Hmm. Okay, so she just read her list to do, right? And he's out doing the whole thing. With, he's got two minutes ahead on the FBI and 
Felk, get ready for non-stop action. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's clearly not Nicholas Cage. What did he do, Felk? Well, a, a stuntman, Nicholas Cage morphed into a guy who was not him and had a different body frame and then jumped. <laughs> and and jumped a body off a cliff. It just jumped off and a cliff. And now the real yeah. Nicholas Cage is lightly running. Yeah, lightly running in a compressed shot to make it look faster. If you use the right lens, it'll always look faster. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably going three miles an hour. They're making it look like he's going ten. <laughs> okay, what's this? See, this they don't need cool. that with Tom Cruise. They can go wide angle with Tom. No, they still they still compress with Tom. They talked about it. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie's talked about it. Whoa! Did you, okay, Felk, that shot that you just saw is Nolan's favorite Maybe shot now, ever. Maybe now, but not in the firm. That's wide. He, you could see him running full lock. Well, there's a um, Mission Impossible 3 has that wide shot, too. Yeah, that's wide. That's wide as fuck. Yeah. It's a long take, too. God, beautiful, beautiful runner. Look at this action scene. Boom. Everything's going. Real car stunt. It's not a bad stunt. Yeah, because this is they didn't it's really not non-stop action. Locked so off just, camera, so he composited two shots. Oh 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 most of most That's of CG. Nick Cage's running has nothing to do with anything going on behind it. <laughs> yeah. Come on, those are two actions those are two you just got two hero shots in a row of Nick Cage. Directors are often not totally in charge of the quality of the visual effects. Obviously, budget and what studios they have access to have factors as well. But Lee Tamahori is also responsible for the worst CG and worst effects in almost any Bond movie. Because Die Another Day, third act, it, it dips to a quality where that's below what I think is acceptable for Bond. Yeah, but the first act too, right? I mean, like, isn't there like bad shit in like North Korea? The whole movie has worse effects than the preceding three movies. Uh, the second act of Die Another Day, uh, uh, well, I guess the Cuba stuff. I would say the Cuba stuff of Die Another Day is probably the only stuff that feels like it was shot on scene. And, yeah, that's the best stuff in the movie, honestly. Yeah. That's where you Okay, this is a big cheeks. gamble here, right? He either has to leave Julianne Moore to die or save her. So I'm guessing this is just beyond two minutes, so that's why he didn't see this moment. Oh wow, that oh, looks nothing like. That's not. That's so clearly not. That looks like Matthew McConaughey. Look at this. Oh my God, video co-pilot is way better than this. <laughs> this is horrible. 2007 was like they could have done a lot better than that. That was bad. That was bad. That was terrible, and they did not bother getting an actor who looked like. All of like those logs Nick falling Cage. onto <laughs> onto Julian Moore and Nicolas Cage's characters with a car blocking them as it also got hit by logs with the impacts on the ground that looked like they were just spider webs. <laughs> that was horrible. Are you all right? Oh, but what what she say here? Something like "No good deed goes unpunished." Yep, there it is. Of course. You're screwed, Chris J. Hey, CJ, was it Carl Johnson or Chris Johnson in San Andreas? GTA Carl. San Andreas. Carl. 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 Damn. CJ's a great name, honestly. Oh, so shit. she's just pissed off walking away. Oh, shit. Uh, that's it. You're done, bitch. Oh, shit. That's what CJ By the said way, over and over again. Jessica Beale was one of my favorites of all time way back in the day, but she has since moved off my list. They have of, um, like 500 recordings of, of the, the voice actor just going, 
oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, like oh, it, it, it just peppered him because it's not the same one over and over again. It's it's a slightly different read of it, you know. And they, they were limited by what the the discs could handle back then because they were still on DVD, PS2 yeah. era. But yeah. uh, you know, it's it's, it's interesting. CJ had so much character that it was such a, a, a drop to go to, to Nico. Yeah, so felt if you look closely enough in the next close-up, I'm pretty sure that the... Look at this. If you look at his eyes, the Stanley Kubrick-esque uh, clockwork orange, I'm not sure, but that last close-up looks CGI. If they get close to his eyes again, I think this is like a CGI enhanced shot where they like may have had like headgear on him, but then they like made it look like it was actually pulling his eyelids back. It looks. It didn't look right. Cause um, in Clockwork Orange, that's legitimately Malcolm McDowell having his eyes pulled back. Yeah, he fucked that. in. He he. Uh, that's sev- CGI. He severely damaged an eye doing that movie. Uh, he scratched he, the cornea really bad. Oh my god! What was the other thing? Um, they had the scene where you know he gets injected in his ass, uh, with a syringe, and they did not use a nurse. Like Kubrick was like, yeah, we're not using a nurse, and we're gonna use this real actress. And he's like, is that is she really gonna inject me? He goes, yeah. He's like, why can't you just use a fake retractable needle? And he's just like, because it won't look right on film. Yeah. So he does, like, Kubrick has this actress who's, like, nervous in the corner, like, practicing the syringe, has her come over and do for the scene, just stabs Malcolm McDowell yeah. somewhere in his ass and injects saline into his ass. He had a huge fuck. bump. He just had a huge bump of saline in his ass until it dissolved. What is that called in Japan now? Bageline? Where people do it, the circles in their foreheads? Oh, yeah, the circles that's in their chest? fucking... S- it's CGI. You ship Look together in Japan. That eye is CGI. Come on. That was CGI. Oh, he is. The news is working. He's seen in the future further because of Jessica Biel. The FBI doesn't know that he can see further in the future because of Jessica Biel being around him. But because she's around him, he can see further in the future. Still got fucking 32 minutes of next. Well, it felt we're moving into the final act right now, aren't I am we? I'm so goddamn dumb with next. <laughs> This is a good movie. If you can actually listen to it and get into the pace of it, you might like it. Maybe. That is a problem with the way we do uh, commentaries. We should really only do commentaries for movies we both know moving on. Maybe. Because it doesn't – I mean, like, I like this movie, and I don't think it's that bad. And there she is. There's Jesse. Dude, I – I, I, if, if the illusion is because I'm watching Next the wrong way and not giving it my full attention, I'm not enjoying Next as much as you wish I would enjoy Next, I can probably spoil that one for you that I would not think Next was a particularly great movie uh, if, I, if I watched <gasps> it Oh, my God. Way. In his future, Jessica Biel died. Did you see that, Felk? Did you see that? Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm following it. I'm following it. You're following Q, after yawning. <laughs> I bet that, that's not real. I love that you yawn in the middle of the movie. You're approaching the third act when you should be at your most intrigued, and yet you're yawning. I am the least intrigued. Do you remember, was this something you had in Houston? We had this in uh, the Bay Area. There was a newspaper review, and it was um, a guy on a seat. If he was, like, sitting in the seat, it meant the movie was, like, okay. If he was sleeping in the seat, it meant the movie was bad. It was, like, a little animation, like, a little drawing. And no, we did not were, have that in Houston. Oh, if you were, if he was sitting on the edge of a seat, it meant the movie was really good. And if he was standing on top of the seat applauding, that meant the movie was amazing. This, this movie, if, it, if you were that little guy, this movie is falling asleep in his chair. Falk, I have facts about Nick Cage. Would you prefer to listen to some crazy facts about Nick Cage? 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Tell me some Nicolas Cage facts. Cage. Cage facts. Cage facts. Should I do a news cruise for Cage? Cage rage. <laughs> We're breaking out of a cage full of rage with some <laughs> cage facts. In a rage cage with cage rage. We're taking an axe to a cage with holding Nicolas Cage facts. I can't get, make that rhyme. <laughs> so... We're gonna it's go so much on. easier when it's a, the, you're going on a cruise news with Tom Cruise. Cruise news. You're going on a news News cruise, cruise with Tom Cruise. With, cru- with some cruise news. You're going on a news cruise with the Tom Cruise news. Wait. Get ready for some cruise news with, with, with the Tom Cruise news cruise. That's better. <laughs> We're going on a news cruise. Snip, snip, buzz. Oh, much better. With some cruise news. So, uh, here's not, this is not really a big fact, but there's a new movie coming out called Primal, uh, where Nick Cage is a big game hunter that's on a ship that gets uh, has like a, a terrorist on it that gets a that gets you know loose and he sets loose all the big game animals on this ship, and Nick Cage is there to hunt the terrorist and the big game animals. That's coming out soon. Have you heard of this movie? No, I've not heard of this movie. Primal. It's called Primal. There was dude. just a I, movie called Primal about a fucking crocodile. That was a, like a 2002 or something, yeah. There was another one called Crawl that just came out about crocodile. Crawl is supposed to be good, too, by the way. Yeah, I, okay. I, um, I, I kind of want to see it. Corey saw it in theaters and hated it. I heard it's really good. I want to see it, too, but I have not seen them. I kind of want to watch the new 47 it. Meters Down, which looks like it's just the descent, but underwater with sharks. It looks like the exact same thing, except minus the mutants. Uh, I saw 47 well, no, meters the, down. The, the mutants are replaced with fucking sharks. Right. I saw 47 meters down. I, I didn't mind it. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. Who's the girl? Mandy Moore? Mandy Moore, yeah. yeah. So, here are a few Nick Cage facts while we're watching this amazing action sequence with Nick Cage that closely resembles things we've seen in Mission Impossible 3 and also uh, The Fugitive. China thinks he's the best actor in the world. This is according to IFC.com. What? Did you know China thinks that he's literally the best actor in the world? The wrestler China or, or the... Uh, no, no, dic- yeah, the actual country. Okay, the communist <laughs> dictatorship of China's opinion. One Night in China? Yeah. Did you ever see One Night in China? I don't think China gets to have opinions. It's just the president, the quote-unquote president for life of China. Whose Hang name on. I can never remember. Did you Tells ever see One Night in off. China? I've seen a lot of China's porn, yeah. Yeah, okay, I've only seen One Night in China. It's unsettling. <laughs> she she doesn't have a, exactly a womanly body. She has a huge pussy. She has a huge clit, son. Yeah, she does a huge clit, son. Um, Nick Cage, also, he sued Kathleen Turner because she said he stole a dog. So he don't, sued her? Don't, he sued her, yeah. So don't say anything mean about Nick Cage, that's for sure. Also, he once uh, woke up next to a naked man don't in let his your, bed. Don't let your dog near Nicolas Cage. He might steal it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, really. I kind of oh, believe Nick. Kathleen Turner on that one. Why would you lie about that? Well, yeah, yeah, we can get into that, I guess, realistically. Is that a real? Is that a whole story? Yeah, it's a, so Hollywood is notoriously lawsuit happy, it says here on IFC.com. But this one is bizarre by any standards. In 2008, Kathleen Turner published her memoir, Send Yourself Roses, and a chunk of it dealt with her experience working with Cage on Peggy Sue Got Married. Turner claimed that her co-star was once busted by the cops for swiping a chihuahua. Cage protested and sued and eventually won a public apology. Ouch. 
Um, he apparently woke up next to a naked man eating a fudgesicle in his bed or sitting at the foot of his bed. That's weird. I'd have, I'd have trouble sleeping after that. I could, yeah, I would not be able to go to sleep for like nights. I'm sure. He once did mushrooms with his cat. Okay. So he drugged the cat for fun and also took mushrooms. Yes. Yeah, so he should be actually in trouble, but for some reason he's not. Uh, he will be buried in a pyramid when he's all said and done because he did buy a pyramid already. Okay. It might get repossessed. Uh, he had uh, two teeth pulled for a movie called Birdie in 1984. Uh, Carrie did that. Uh, Jim Carrey did that for Dumb and Dumber. He had his tooth actually chipped. Yeah. Uh, he eats animals based on how they are, based on how they have sex. What? Weird yeah. diets are a staple of Hollywood stars, but few celebrities manage their plates quite like Nicolas Cage. The actor only eats animals that are dignified when they mate, like birds and fish. He refuses to eat anything living that has sex in a way he doesn't find attractive. That's a quite a thing to tell a chef. That's stupid, whatever. Okay, whatever. Oh, you know what he calls his acting style? Nouveau shamantic. I'd call it caged up. This is LA, this is LA, right? Yes, now yeah. we're in LA for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the plot has taken us to LA because there's a whole thing that deals with the harbor. <gasps> he killed him! That sniper just killed our cage. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No service. On the tower in Los Angeles? So, is he being blocked yeah. right now? Yeah, they're using a cell block on him. Boom! Gunned him down. That's it. That's justice for you. Just gun that terrorist down right there! <laughs> and he faked it. He knew where the bullet was going to hit, so he knew to dodge it just right. It's so really amazing. I mean, I guess you could dodge bullets if you see the future. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, apparently, Cage had a mime stalker. Uh, who gives a shit? And uh, he once had a pet octopus. So did my uncle. Who gives a shit? Uh, according to mentalfloss.com, he was the victim of a massive comic book heist in 1997. Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting fact. Not the fact that he had an aquarium once and once had an octopus in it. Like every fucking millionaire who spends money like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he spent money like an idiot uh, because he also bought, like, a, was an illegal uh, dinosaur skull or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> he, bought, he doesn't like, have it anymore. Skull. He had to sell it. No, because it was stolen. You can't buy that kind of shit. <laughs> no, you can't legally buy dinosaur bones, I don't believe. No, or, like, mammoth, uh, I think, tr uh, tusks or something else like that. Or yeah. ivory. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all not yours. He might as well have just bought a person, <laughs> you know. He, he doesn't like. He doesn't know. He's Nicholas Cage. He, he's like, oh, money! I can buy things. How much for that car? He just points at somebody's car and thinks he can buy it. Yep. He lost Action Comic Books number one apparently, but he, I think it looks like he got that one back after uh, after the investigation was done when it came to that comic book heist. By the way, I was just reading that. Oh, he slept in Dracula's castle. While promoting Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance in 2011, actor Idris Elba recalled an incident on location in Romania that exemplifies Cage's professional commitment. Professional commitment. Okay. Noticing Cage appeared tired one Dracula's day. Dracula's a fictional character, so I'm curious how he achieved this. Yeah, Elba asked if he had gotten any rest. Yeah, man, I went up to Dracula's castle, the ruins up in the mountains, and I stayed the night, Cage said. Okay. I just had to channel the energy, and it was pretty spooky up there. Cage was probably referring to Bran Castle near Transylvania, which may have been the inspiration for Dracula's residence in the original Bram Stoker novel. So not Vlad the Impaler's no, yeah, castle. Yeah, no. 
the real Vlad the Impaler has very little co uh, connection to the the character as depicted in Bram Stoker's Dracula or the movie Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, it's the it's it's the events that take place apparently after he died, right? That's where he's Dracula. That's when all this stuff usually they they completely take off with the fantasy. I fucking love that movie. I think it's 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 so crazy that they made that film with. Um, Wait, wait! In, you're in talking the, about Bram Stoker's, uh, Bram Stoker's the, so Coppola's, not not the original yeah. uh, Bela Lugosi film. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Coppola's. Uh, I, I actually have a lot of affinity for the Bela Lugosi, uh, Tom Browning, Todd Browning, whatever his name is. I uh, can't remember, but I do have it, and I, and I and I can't wait to show it to the kids. Actually, this Halloween, I, I, I watched it not that long ago, like 15 years ago, with the because it had no score, and it's really weird to have a movie keep completely silent. And then uh, Philip Glass made a score for it for a DVD release in, like, 2002, 2003. That might be what I have, then. I'm curious. I haven't watched it, uh, so I would like to see what version I have. I didn't well, if it has a score, then it's the... The, the updated version, The, the updated yeah. version. And it's a really interesting, like, score. It's, like, it's a, it's a really neat way to, like, reinvigorate that movie. Philip K. Glass? Philip Glass. Philip K. Dick? Um, yeah, I Philip like Glass, Glass is a, a lot. <clears throat> weird composer who does not I do love him. Moves. Yeah, he did I the love Truman, him. The Truman Show is a lot score. He does a lot of Errol Morris' shit. Yeah, yeah. He's a... Uh, uh, huh. He's a great documentary composer. Yeah, I know who Errol Morris is. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, what was I saying? I, no, I, I love Brand I love the uh, Coppola, Coppola Dracula movie so much because it's... it's that is a 90s movie... Where like if we think back now, like '90s effects are like nostalgic and, and you know really old and like an old way of doing things. But like that movie in the '90s skewed '90s visual effects techniques and relied upon optical effects from like the 1950s and stuff. Yeah, isn't their use of miniatures like out of control in that too? It, it, it just using they used optical like like optical effects like rear like silhouette projections and shit that like you wouldn't make you wouldn't use in a '90 in a movie made then. And you certainly wouldn't use today. And it's just like the whole movie is just like it, it feels like an opera. It feels like something like it's not. It doesn't feel like a movie you're watching. It feels like yeah. like a, a performance. Like yes, it, like a like an epic, as if in like the old like Latin word of yeah. epic, like that type of storytelling, like the uh, Odysseus and all that type of shit. Yeah, Somewhat. it is. It really is. Um, it's Keanu is is absolutely horrible in it, but whatever. Keanu's amazing. I don't give a shit. But he is classic Keanu, and it was he was definitely not the right the right actor for that role. But yeah. he made it. He made it him. I don't know, I don't it, mind I don't mind Keanu in it. I don't. Mind I think Keanu Keanu's a little it. weird in it, but Gary Oldman is out of control. Well, we are. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Gary Oldman is fucking awesome in that movie. Yeah, he is. He really is. Yeah. The and the old man makeup is so good in that yeah, movie. Like. I think like uh, when people like saw it and that movie came out, the average viewer had no fucking clue they didn't just recast. Uh, they didn't just use different actors because he wasn't a household name by any any stretch. Uh, no, he, he was no, an unknown. Not at all. I mean, is he really a household name now? Maybe more so. I guess, yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight. yeah. Now, the villain from Air Force One, everybody knows him. Oh my god! I remember seeing him in that film in theaters, and I was just like, he is terrifying as this Russian. He's been on. He's Friends. terrifying. Poking so, fun about the fact that he was an alcoholic while he was making uh, the movie with uh, uh, Lost in Space. Like he was, he was drunk on the entire set, and then got went to rehab, got sober, and came on Friends because he had pissed off Matt LeBlanc so much because he was, you know, still professional but having trouble doing the scenes, and they delay stuff for him. And then he you know, basically played a character based on himself in 
an episode of Friends. It's just so weird to think that Gary Oldman was on Friends, playing a slightly modified version of himself. Uh, Friends had huge A-list uh, guest stars. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, they had Brad Pitt, but why was Brad Pitt on Friends, you know? Jennifer. Why was uh, Bruce Willis on Friends? Because he worked with Matthew Perry on The Whole Nine Yards. Like, yep. for some reason, they were all nice people. And and when they worked with actors, actors would come on Friends. It was like, obviously, Jennifer Aniston was fucking Brad Pitt at the time. Uh, so it was more, more than, I don't even think they were in a movie together. They were just introduced by their agents or something? Um. Yeah, I, I, I think the Hollywood love story like tale was that they were both stoners and like they both like like smoked weed together. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. What really matters is they that he 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 fucked Angelina Jolie while still married to Jennifer Aniston. Because Brad Pitt, maybe he's not the best person, and neither is Angelina Jolie. Yeah, he totally fucked the fuck out of Angelina Jolie and Mr. And Mrs. Smith, and that was it. That was everything. That yeah. ended it. But I think even the way it seemed like it played out, and this is, I have no information here, but the way it played out, I would have assumed, like, Brad Pitt fucked Angelina Jolie, and Jeffrey Anson was like, that sucks, but I'll still be married to you. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's cool. I think I'll just go off with her. And really? And she's like, no, I'll still be married to you. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like she ended it. It seems like Brad Pitt ended it, like, no matter what. Dude, Angelina Jolie was hot back then, but, man, she's not marry and then adopt six African children hot. Like, that's a lot of work for Brad Pitt. Maybe he was into it. I don't know. He likes the U.N. Um, I, I, uh, I, I have no idea, but I just feel like I think it's Jennifer Aniston would have taken him back, and I mean to this day Probably. she's like does interviews and she's like w like mentions him in the interviews still. Like I, I've I've heard this over and over again. Maybe this is me just re listening to my wife say things over and over again. But it seems like, like that you know. She that team Aniston common... or team Jolie? I think she's. Pro I don't know. I don't know. Team Pitt maybe. All like... women are team Aniston or team Jolie. They all, they all have to pick one. Hang on, let me ask. Let me ask. Hang on, let me ask. Let me see. We'll call her up. We'll call her up. She'll have an up. answer. I, I bet. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just. Let's find out. Hypothesis testing. I'll ask her. Ask her if it's Team Pitt or Team or no. No, Team, team Anderson or Team Jolie. Yeah. No Pitt. Oh, I'm Team Pitt. You can't. You yeah. No, you're Brad Pitt in the scenario. You got to pick which oh. one's the right one. Hey, sweetie, quick question. Um, are you Team Jolie or Team Aniston? Long pause, Felk. Oh. She's thinking. Felk says all women have a, an answer, that they're either one or the other. I said you're probably Team Pitt. Yeah, but do you think, though? Felk says, Felk says there's no Team Pitt. It's either Jolie or Aniston. Let me ask Felk. Okay, she Felk, she wants to know, like, now or at the time? At the time. Uh, two, 2005, when Mr. and Mrs. Smith came out. He says at the time. Oh, she's Team Aniston at the time. But now you're Team Jolie? Oh, she's Team I Don't Give a Shit now, she says. But at the time, she was Team Aniston. She was Team Aniston. Thanks, babe. I love you. Yeah, no. Bye. That was an important modifier, cause yeah, no. Now I think ninety, like no, no woman gives a shit anymore. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yes, fuck that whole story. <laughs> I'm talking about anyone who don't was alive. Don't use my wife, by the way, opinions. as all women, please. <laughs> well, no, at the time I was what? I said, please don't use my wife as all women. That's all. No, 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 no. At the time I was dating a girl who 100% hated Jennifer Aniston. She was all Jolie's. Like, oh, he clearly was getting out of a toxic relationship. She had an opinion.
She expressed it to me while we were watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So, Felk, we're getting to a point in the movie right now where Nick Cage is about to do some shit that Noli and I, and God, Noli, if you're listening, I wish you are here to watch this with us right now. I agree. And Noli, I hope you sunk this up with us. Need more dongs. But, uh, uh, oh, man, there's some stuff that he's about to pull off that doesn't make any sense at all to his power that has been described so far. So, once again, he can only see two minutes of the future. No, I've stopped paying attention to it. We're talking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Which is actually a real, pretty good movie. It just has it fell apart in the third act because they couldn't finish it properly. I cannot tell you how that third act went down, other than I know they joined forces. I cannot remember what happened though. They fight in the Home Depot. The entire thing was reshot while Brad Pitt was having to relay Doug Liman's direction to her because she just would not even fucking make eye contact with him. She hated him so much. Oh, dude, really? So this is like uh, the score where uh, Brando would not listen to Oz, Frank Oz. He had to have all his direction from De Niro. Yeah, but Brando's a fucking psychopath. There he is! So, Falco, look at that. So, Cage is just splitting into multiple people. Like, like he's like multiple man. But this like is not X-Men, really right? happening. Like, this is just a visualization of his ability to see in the future that we've previously been showing this whole movie through flash forwards, but we're now showing in a, uh, in a different visual way, even though it's the so same thing. So many cages. Look at it. How many cages in the shot? There's like seven cages we've seen. Eight. Nine. There's like ten. Ten cages in one shot. This is better than Eddie Murphy could ever do. 11 cages, 12 cages, 13, 14, 15, 16. It was one motion-controlled shot that they stitched together a bunch of I places. love that, dude. When you see those rigs, when you see those cameras on those motorized rigs, it is awesome. Yeah, it is. They're, they're, I mean, it's fucking Star Wars, you know? Like, we, we got good use out of them. We still use them to a certain degree. Yeah, so wait. When were those rigs, like, really, like, perfected? Sometime in the Back 70s, to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2 is, is when they, 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 they figured out that, that how to... Make it work with like doing oh, this kind of shit, stitching together. Because Star Wars still had some free form in the way they could pick and choose the flying vehicles. The they, exactly they could still they could still place it after the fact, but when you were dealing with full frame shots where you're you know one actress playing two people. Um, so Felk, he's making faces. Nick Cage is making faces like he's splitting in two people at this time. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. That's the famous story with the uh, one shot where it's you know Michael J. Fox playing his like daughter and self and son or whatever is like that an earthquake happened while they were filming it and they were terrified Wait, that, that everything two. was going to be off yes too yeah great movie great movie wow i didn't know wait wait wait, wait. uh what, what earthquake was it i think it was the riverside quake based on the timing I, i'm not i'm not sure it would have been in the 80s what earthquake was that i don't know release the hostage you can still get out of this don't patronize me <laughs> How good are you with that gun? Very. You're gonna be okay, Liz. Back off! I've seen every possible ending here. None of them are good for you. I'll take my chances. One more step, fortune teller. And it definitely won't be good for you. Look at this! No! He's just... Multiple versions of him are dying, but the characters that's shooting him, the terrorist is still burning through his clip. How did that happen? How did he tear through a clip shooting only zero Nick Cages? But yet, multiple Nick Cages he was, at once. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be able to dodge all the bullets no matter how far he could see in the future. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any sense. So that's the part where Noli and I both lose it when we've like talked about this film. That 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 particular moment doesn't make any sense. Not only does the sniper rifle, sniper scope shot look amazing earlier on, 
But that moment is just out of control ridiculous. You shouldn't put Julianne Moore in an FBI outfit because then I just think of a better movie in which Julianne Moore plays an FBI agent. By the way, she looks horrible in this FBI outfit. It looks like it's all three sizes too large for her. It does. So what they're figuring out right now, Felk, is pretty much I think that they're fucked. Ah! <laughs> Nicholas Cage, you've said that a lot in your life, I bet. Mm -hmm. So they're dead. So everyone died. The bomb's going off. Oh, no. How's that for a fucking twist, Felk? <gasps> what? You mean the last 45 minutes of this movie were a vision? That's why I didn't like what happened at the 44-minute mark. Or 45-minute mark. The Dutch Whatever Angle. it was. It's all a vision. That's why the Dutch Angle was so important, because everything turned at that moment. It was not real. It was all because when he contacted Jessica Biel... You like this movie? Absolutely, <laughs> Jessica Biel gives him the ability to see more than two minutes in the future. He saw all the way to that bomb going off. He's reaching out to the FBI now. He's settling it now. He's not even waiting for them to fucking jump him and all that shit and raid his house. He's just diving in and giving him all the goods because he's seen it in the future. And at this point in the movie, flashing back, Julian Moore already thinks he can see maybe two minutes in the future, so she's buying all this shit he just said. That's not bad, huh? Except it fucking makes the whole movie pointless! Yeah. The whole movie's pointless. So I loved Deadpool 2, how in the e at the um, end credit scene, they make the movie pointless because he goes back into the, into the past and he saves his girlfriend and therefore the whole movie doesn't need to happen. That's a great joke after the movie's over. Yeah. But this is like in the middle of the like the third act, like the movie's still wrapping itself up, and he's just like, "Yeah, the whole movie didn't happen." So not only does Jessica Biel essentially go against the FBI, and even though they provide evidence that shows he's crazy, she still helps him in his vision. But the whole everything for like forty fucking five minutes or so is just doesn't happen. It's all fake. It's all dream. It's like how you feel at the end of like watching your favorite TV show and then it all happened in some fucking autistic boys like Snow Globe or in the fucking that's, dream that's, of somebody. Uh, we could have a whole episode about the, the, the fucking State Elsewhere finale. <laughs> it, it, yes. it, which blanked out like 50% of television at the time and of all time because like some of the shows just kept on going. Like like how many fucking shows because of crossovers Elsewhere so many crossovers with like Cheers and fucking uh, like la law night court like and then other shows that do crossovers with those shows like almost all shows are in that fucking autistic kid's brain yes and they and they've gone back and yeah and it's pretty cool when they've gone back and looked at like this one autistic oh, yeah. kid is like the most amazing tv creator of all time yeah like he's the most amazing showrunner to come look at that titty about to fall out though felt it's taped you can tell it is taped because that areola should be peeking yeah, it's uh, there's some double sided tape on there. Oh my god, I she she was fucking out of control hot in 2007. I think she did Powder Blue in 2007 or 2009 or something like that. And Powder Blue is the stripper movie where yeah. she eventually like showed her ass and also got uh bare ass and then also showed herself topless. 
and her breasts are amazing. Her ass is fantastic. Just Wait, no, she, she did a nude when she was on Seventh Heaven. She did a nude spread, not not video, not film, but no for Gear. Gear wasn't like folding nude. You didn't see pussy in you Gear. You saw tit. You saw side tit. You saw tit. Yeah, you saw tit and some bare ass and stuff like that. And you saw her mostly topless and panties. But yeah, I love that issue of Gear. Uh, by the way, uh, Phil and I are both age appropriate for Jessica Biel, and we were following along oh, yeah, Jessica yeah, yeah. Biel's career we during Seventh Heaven. Well, I never watched Seventh Heaven because I. Yeah. I watched Seventh Heaven all the time. Seventh Heaven God. was great. My friends and I would actually uh, come home from college and put it on and watch it after after like uh, courses and shit. In I watched Buffy. I like Charisma Carpenter. That was a, that, she was she was very fuckable. I liked Stephen Collins until I found out some horrible shit about Stephen Collins. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you probably can't watch. Oh, oh, wait a minute. The credits are going backwards and Just have like the exact same font, almost the exact same font as seven. What is the seven thing going on here? Um, I just think it's it's not it's not a seven thing going on. I think just I don't I don't think Lee Tamahori realized he was copying seven a little bit. <laughs> no, it's uh why why are the credits backwards in seven? What? Um, I don't actually remember why. Why? Because it's uh, representing uh the Dante's uh, climb out of hell, which is where the oh or whatever wow, it is. I don't know uh, if I knew that. Milton Milton's uh, the, the Milton uh, book. Long dark road out of hell. Whichever, whichever book that line, which is in the movie. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, wait, no. Are you thinking of um? Are you thinking of uh? Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, Milton. Yeah, because that's in uh fucking um, that's Devil's Advocate. Yeah, a lot of movies in the nineties. We no, but we the were... Devil's Advocate. I mean, the Devil's name was fucking like John Milton. You get the Marilyn Manson song for us first, what, right? Wasn't it? It's the author's name. Trying to find the uh, quote. So cool. It's doing Googles about fucking uh, old text. Well, this is done. So I'm. I, I, yeah, it's a paradise lost. Long as yeah, the long as the way in hard that that out of hell leads up to light. That's the quote. That's in seven. That is the reason why the credits are, are climbing upwards. Interesting. Yeah, well, this movie, I guess, didn't realize it took so much from Seven. I've just been wanting to talk about better movies. We should, we could watch Seven sometime. That might be fun. Oh, yeah, that'd be a, f what a whimsical, fun movie <laughs> Seven is. Seven's a masterpiece, though. I, I, I won't fucking deny that. Uh, that is a masterfully made movie on every level. The acting, script, and directing are all top-notch. It's almost as if the, especially the performer. Who, who's the guy who plays uh, John Doe the, uh, in the last third? He's some actor. He's been around. Um, I don't know. It, I don't know his name, but um, whatever, you know, he, he He's not a big actor. He had to have some personal darkness to tap into to play that character so well. I have no idea what that personal darkness is or even who the actor is, but uh, that that is a, a, such a chilling performance. What's in the box? What is in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. Okay, well, Falcon, well speaking of next, um, because clearly that's what we're talking about next, uh, what would you give your cool boy rating of this? The font this does not match the movie. I'm going to give this movie a boy. One out of five boys. So if there were five boys in this room, 
You would pick only one of them. I do not accept that metric. We're just using stars but calling them boys, just like that every reviewer true. uses. There's not Don't play games, Felk. Don't play game. Don't, don't play games. You can't win. I don't right? fuck boys. I don't like that fucking it, it, the the terminology. If I fucked men, I'd fuck men. And I, who would I fuck? I'd fuck the hottest, hottest men around. I can fuck the hottest, hottest fucking men around. I make the best movies. I fuck the hottest, hottest, hottest men around. Men around. <laughs> Um, I honestly give this fucking movie 3.5 out of 5 boys. I knock it down <laughs> 1.5 boys simply because it, it, it just it's a cop-out third act ending. And I don't understand why Jessica Biel uh, doesn't help the FBI and why she goes with the, the crazy guy she just met out of nowhere. No, that ending ruins the movie. It ending ruins the movie. Otherwise, I really like this movie. So, Felk. Yeah. Love it. Like it. Or gotta have it. No, what we did boys. It? We don't do both. Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. We do those for only for speculative for, for things. That, for speculative, yeah, speculative. Um, so one last thing. Okay. Okay. Cool boy nation. I want you to tell us. Do you give a fuck about these commentaries or are these a waste of our time? Because we have to watch a whole movie here. We, I just can't tear through this in 45 minutes like sometimes we try to do. Yeah. Three people who have emailed us, uh, please let us know if you like these. So that's... Yes. We're, we're, we're looking at you, Justin is hard, the Stark Knight. Cool Boy Larry. Cool Boy Larry. Red and Cube. Red and Cube. Uh, nugget fucking guy. <laughs> nugget Master. Uh, Felk fan. Uh, Boot hat. The real Justin is hard with another one. All right. <laughs> the real, yeah, both of those. Uh, all right. We're done. Well, that was the fucking best Nicolas Cage film I've ever seen. Not wow. even in the top 15. Fuck my ass, Kevin Spacey. What? Who? Who? I don't know. Who, who, the fuck <laughs> who wrote this? Cool Boy Nation! Tell us about any of your funny or interesting thoughts on next. I want to hear them. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight on our viewing of next, then let us know by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every week, but usually on Tuesdays. Who knows? Such a half-assed that's why you should subscribe and like and subscribe to us because that way it just downloads for you it's there they can come out whenever be sure to like and subscribe to the cool boys like i just said and review us on i it's almost like i can see two minutes in the future and review us on apple podcast and check us out uh on patreon too you can donate to us on patreon at patreon.com slash cool boys podcast and maybe please check out another great Cool Boy Central content with Batman and Beyond on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. New episodes come out, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. It's not even a show about Batman anymore. It's just a, a weird narrative about a Ballard, a character named Ballard. I love it. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Frank Cadillac Felk. Was that a name, a character in the movie? That was his character oh, his, stage his, name. Okay, that was his. Uh, in the beginning. Okay. And and and, and that's Bizy from the real Chris Johnson Ballard. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. <laughs>
So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Three minute static tripod lockdown shot on his dick neck. <clears throat> Alright, we're done with this shit. <laughs> and he didn't move. It was like it was like a statuesque... It was like beauty. It was like I was watching art all of a sudden. Well, you were definitely watching art. Get some Cool Boys! <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs>